This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is omegamanradio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons, tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. How are you doing? Good morning, Brother Shannon. I'm doing good. How about yourself? Hey, as Granny, you say, me and Jesus are doing all right. <laughs> or one person said, taking one day at a time with Jesus. Amen. We're doing okay, though. Family's uh, is healthy, so I can't complain. Uh, let's see. Make sure I've got everything ready to roll. Okay, we are live. Everybody, welcome aboard. We're going to kick off today's marathon here on Friday, February 23rd, 2024. We've got Pastor John Terrell in the house. He's come to you from Sacramento, California. Website eaec.org. Brother John, uh, welcome back. Would you like to open us in prayer? Yes, thank you. My Heavenly Father, I want to thank you and praise you that here we are again another Friday. And all the Mega Man Radio, and all the opportunity to talk about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I thank you right now for the anointing, and Lord, you will just touch us as we look at the scriptures and help us to understand how the spirit world works so we can be victorious, so we can have victory on a daily basis. And I thank and I praise you for that now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen to that. Brother John, the microphone is yours. Thank you. I'm continuing here in my book number four, Christian Dynamics, book number four. This is lesson 20. And actually, of lesson 20, this is the 18th part I'm doing on that lesson. So it's lasted me a long time. And last week, I talked to you about God's holy angels. And I'm going to finish that today by talking to you about the power of angels. The power of God's holy angels. What they can do, what they will do, and what they will not do. And we're going to start off, I'm going to go back here and just uh, recap a couple of things here, and then we're going to start in the book of Acts, 
chapter 12, and we're going to start in verse number 1. So last week, I told you this, that God's angels took care of the Hebrew children in the fire furnace. We read that in Daniel chapter 3. And he protected Daniel in the lion's den. And we read that in Daniel chapter 6. Angels spoke to Mary and Joseph. And we read that in Matthew 1, 18-25. And they made sure that Jesus was not killed as an infant. Matthew 2, 13-23. They ministered to Jesus after he had defeated Satan by not yielding to temptations. Matthew 4, 2. Angels opened prison doors and let out the apostles on several occasions. And we looked at the first one in Acts chapter 5. And today we're going to go to Acts chapter 12. And we're going to do verses 5 through 11. So let me lay a foundation here for you. I want you to understand that the spirit world is as real as we experience our physical world. Our physical world that we're in, on the earth right now, we are in our bodies, is temporary. And according to the Bible, the physical world will cease to exist. This universe will cease to exist after the great white throne judgment. When God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and all saved people, and all holy angels, are going to be moved to a new creation. And this one we're in now will be dissolved. It will not burn up. It will be dissolved. It would simply dissolve itself and go back to energy. And whatever planets, whatever things has been in this universe simply would no longer exist. It has gone back to energy. In the new creation, we are now going to have a spirit body similar to what Jesus had. So apparently what's going to happen is that the new universe is going to be in the spirit world. And it's going to be in the dimension where if you look upon Jesus, what he could do after he was resurrected and got his resurrected body. Jesus never died. Jesus' body died on the cross. But Jesus, God himself, never died. He went to paradise. He was there for three days and three nights. 
he went on to hell and preached, came back. And when Jesus came back up from paradise, the Holy Spirit refurbished his broken body and made it into a resurrected body. His resurrected body that Jesus entered into, just like you enter into a car and you start driving it, he had the ability to be invisible. He could be visible. He could sit down and have supper with his apostles. He could also go through walls. He didn't need a door. He just went through a wall. He was able to fly when he left the earth. Uh, He just started rising up. And uh, they watched him, his body, just disappearing in space. In the air, so to say. So he had a body that operated both in the spirit world and in the physical world. Angels operate in the spirit world. They also operate in the physical world. And the same thing, Satan is a spirit. He's a fallen angel. He can operate in the spirit world, but he also operates in the physical world. When he entered the Garden of Eden in the form of a snake, and he tempted Eve, he was in the physical world. When he tempted Jesus, he came into the physical world. Fallen angels can operate in the spirit world and in the physical world. And demons operate in both realms, spirit world and the physical world. Now, I have emphasized that you and I that are alive now on earth, we have not got our resurrected bodies yet. We are not capable of entering into the spirit world. There are some people in the occult that are able to do astral projection and leave their bodies and do things in the spirit world, but their physical bodies are laying limp someplace waiting for them to come back. So we have a restriction on us. We have to operate in this world, in the physical world. This is our, this is how God has made us. The problem now is, if I can say it's a problem, but it is a problem, that we cannot see angels unless they make themselves visible. You cannot see demons unless they make themselves visible, and there are times they do that, and they look awful. Satan has appeared like an angel of light. He can also project the body. He doesn't have a body anymore. It was burned, but he can project the body. And they, the, the spirit, the, being in the spirit world, they 
can get into our world and they can either help us like God's holy angels or they can sabotage us like demons and fallen angels. It is very important you understand this. Since you cannot see demons, you need to have spiritual discernment. So when you detect a demonic movement, you can begin to rebuke them. You can call upon the name of Jesus and you can push them back. Let me try to illustrate that for you. We cannot see the wind, but you can hear the wind. If you open up your window in the morning and uh, you see trees are bending over or they are moving in the air, you know there's a wind. You can hear the wind howling, you can hear it moving, and so you can actually tell, okay, it's going to be windy today, so I got to dress differently because it's going to be colder if it is in the winter time. So we can simply buy, we can't see the wind, but we can see the wind moving things which tells us there is a wind blowing today. When you see things begin to move in the the physical world and you don't see any human beings, you see no animals, you see nothing, then you can make an assumption that you have demonic forces that have entered your living space and they are trying to mess with you. If you get depressed, that indicates there are demons in the room. If you have fear, it indicates to you that there are evil spirits present and around you. You can't see them. But just like with the wind, you can detect them for the presence that they do. So we got to learn now to fight smart. Because in our physical bodies, we don't have the power. We cannot handle the demon. An evil spirit is too powerful. He would whip us and just make mincemeat out of us. We cannot fight them in the flesh. The same thing with angels. We cannot go up against them. So our weapons, as the Bible says, we have not fleshly weapons, our weapons are not carnal, but mighty through God to the poorly down a stronghold. We have spiritual weapons. And what is our weapon? Our weapons are... Number one, the Holy Spirit, 
and God's holy angels. How do we activate them? With our voice. And things that we go back now to Book of Acts, chapter twelve. Are we still on, Shannon? Yes, sir. Um, it glitched for just like uh, two seconds, but it passed you right back. Okay, in. we're okay. Keep going. So, the Book of Acts, chapter twelve. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. Had he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of the unleavened bread. It was the Passover season. And when he had apprehended Peter... He arrested him, he put him in prison, delivered the four coordinates of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter or Passover to bring him forth to the people. The church was taken by a big surprise. Up to chapter 12, they had been doing great, there was a persecution. But they were getting a lot of people got saved. The apostles had power to pray. And people got healed. Demons were cast out. There were all kind of miracles. And the church simply felt very good. And they were just moving in the Holy Spirit. What they did not understand was that Satan was very unhappy with him. He had been watching it, and he decided he was going to strike. I wanted to catch this now. Prior to chapter 12, the people, the apostles, the deacons, and the members of the church they moved in the supernatural. They prayed for the sick. They cast out demons. They did all kinds of different things. But they did not pray for protection. They did not anticipate that Satan would use King Herod to simply arbitrary go and arrest James and as soon as he got him had him executed on the spot they did not anticipate that because they did not pray for protection James didn't have any protection and if you think about James he was a brother of John they were called the brother. They were called the sons of thunder, and uh, James and John were powerful apostles. And James 
only lived maybe three or four months or maybe six months after Jesus had been resurrected and then left for heaven. Six months or so less, he lived. And then one day, boom, he was arrested and executed on the spot. It shocked the church. Why did God allow that to happen? Had the Holy Spirit not been talking to the apostles that they needed to pray for protection? We don't know. But we don't find anything in the text up to this point. They prayed for a lot of different things, but they did not pray for protection. That's the same thing for you and I. We get saved, we start going to church, we're doing things and so on. And we don't understand that we are living in the middle of the spirit world. And we got an adversary, the devil, fallen angels, that are just like werewolves and evil spirits that hates us with a passion. And they are always plotting to do destruction in our lives. Every day, 24-7, they are plotting. So the church, simply, they were doing good. Added 3,000 people on the day of Pentecost. And then they added a few thousand people more. And uh, they were cruising. But they did not have a prayer where they prayed for protection. And suddenly, Satan struck like a snake. You see the snake? Before you know it, he's up and he strikes you. And it's too late. The poison is in your system. Now, here's what happened. We read on next. Peter was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church and to God for him. Now, they simply realized this. We have an adversary. We just lost one of our apostles, a precious man, the brother of John. And so prayer was made without ceasing. They realized now that in the flesh, they could not get Peter out. Four coordinates of soldiers is about... 16 soldiers and at least two of them had were tied to Peter so that Peter was shackled to at least two of them so there was no way it could be done in the flesh he was stuck what happened when they prayed without ceasing 
Now, the prayers were heard in heaven. There is a spiritual law that has been set up because of the trial of Lucifer, God proving his righteousness, and we have a legal battle between God and the devil. God is proving his righteousness, and the devil is trying everything he can to disprove it and just make a mess. At the moment prayer was made, that gave God the legal right to intervene. You must say now, well, is not God sovereign? Does God need us? Can't he... Can't he do whatever he wants to do? He can. But in Christianity, we have not understood that there was a war in heavens. Lucifer and his angels fought against, they tried to dethrone God. Lucifer had been able to line up one third of the angels, two thirds stayed with God. This is not a battle, this is the war. Probably took, we don't know how many thousands of years it took, if it took a hundred years, so it is the same. But the battle raged in, through the whole universe, finally ended here on earth, and Satan was captured, he was tried and sentenced to the lake of fire, together with the fallen angels. Well, Satan is loose. He's been loose on earth now for about 6,000 years. So why is he not in the lake of fire? We don't have a verse on that in the Bible. But we do understand this that Satan has appealed because in Romans chapter 3, we are told that God is proving his righteousness. To whom? To the two-thirds of angels that did not fall and to the ones that did fall. That's a dynamic situation that goes on. And then to prove God's righteousness, to prove his righteousness, he created mankind. Man was not created because God was lonely. Man was created to vindicate God, to show the holy angels that if a creature willingly sins, the blame cannot be put on God. The blame is on that individual. And that's why we've gone through stages from now on with Adam and Eve. And then we had the time before the flood. And then we had the time afterwards where God called Abraham the setup of Israel, the coming of the Messiah, Jesus dying on the cross, his body dying on the cross, paying for our sins, 
being resurrected. The church was born. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. And now, the church is proving God's righteousness. We are then going to go to the next phase, which is the reign of the Antichrist. The bottom way is not seven years, but 41.6 years. Because in the book of Revelation, Jesus said that the Antichrist will reign for one hour with ten kings. So we have that one hour. If we use what the Holy Spirit told Peter, that a thousand years is like a day for the Lord, and a day a thousand years, you take simply and divide a thousand by 24. You get an hour in God's time is 41.6 years our time. So that's going to play out. And then the Antichrist falls probably cast into the lake of fire. And we go now move to the thousand-year kingdom. And now in the thousand-year kingdom, Satan will be bound. There will be no sin on earth. And now the whole angels can see what happened when Satan is not around. And at the end of that thousand years, Satan will be come back up out of the bottomless pit to tempt the people born during the thousand years. And the sad thing is that the people who have been born for during that time have seen Jesus reign out of Jerusalem, have lived a perfect life, no sickness, abundant life, the earth restored. They will select the devil. The majority of the people will simply sign up for the devil. He will have a final war. He will try to attack Jerusalem. And this time, fire will come down, destroying the people. Satan goes to the lake of fire. And then we have the great white throne judgment. And after that, it's over. God has, after the great white throne judgment, where the holy angels see that the people go to the lake of fire, they go there because they made a choice. And you might say, but it's some people that have heard the gospel. Well, we also pay for our forefathers. So because the gospel is not preached in a place, let's say that people had full knowledge at the time of Noah and his son. Everybody knew about God. But they lost Satan simply bamboozled them. They lost the knowledge. And so people are going to the lake of fire because Noah did not set up an educational system to teach about God, Jesus, destruction, repentance. People are simply lost because of lack of knowledge. So I said all of this now, I've written about this. I have a number of things on my website that you can go uh, uh, Probably the best place for you to go to understand this is I have a uh, new book out, articles, it's called The World That Was. The World That Was. We have it in three segments that we've been 
sending out. It's about close to 100 pages or more. And uh, I take you from the war in heaven to the new creation. Go through the whole thing, about 100 pages. So, that means that things are not fair for us because we cannot see in the spirit world. We have to have discernment and just like you can see the wind, you cannot see the wind, but you see the effect of the wind, so we can see the effect of evil spirits and we can see the effect of of holy angels. So the church now simply had an all-night prayer meeting. And I mean, they, that was not, oh God, please get our beloved Peter out of prison. Please, Lord. They were hammering the throne of heaven. I mean, they were crying. They were hollering. You don't have to holler for God to hear you, but I mean, they were engaged. That was a prayer meeting. And because of the prayer meeting, God now had the legal authority to move in and to destroy the works of Satan, in this case, with Peter. If you don't understand the war in the heavens, you don't understand the trial of Lucifer, if you don't understand that God is proving his righteousness, then what I'm saying to you, that makes no sense. So you've got to have that information. The information is in the Bible. It is not something I made up. It's in the Bible. But it's not in one chapter. You have to look in Genesis. You have to look in the book of Revelation. You've got to look a little bit here, a little bit there. And you've got to put it together <coughs> in order to have an understanding. So I'm just going to say this to you. If you're sitting there and says, I don't understand this. Well, here's what you can do. Contact me. Go to my website. E eaec.org eac eaec.org European American Advanced Crusades contact us you can either do email with a phone number you can call and simply say this I want a copy of the world that was I will send it to you free of charge now it's about 100 pages. It's way laid out. It's edited. Perfect English. Your problem, like most people's problem is this, you don't like to read. You like cartoons. You like videos. You like short videos. Three minutes. Quick. And so if that's how you are, you're not going to contact me and say I'd like to have that write-up. But if you are a serious Christian 
And you said, I never heard this before. If this is true, I'll need to learn how to fight. Because I haven't done too well in life so far. So here's what you can do. It's going to cost you a phone call or an email. You get a free article in in the mail that we pay for. But you have to read it. You cannot put it under your pillow, lay down and think that osmosis is going to bring that information into your skull. You got to read it. You got to have the Bible next to you. You got to read it and look up the Bible verses and see what I'm telling is truth. You do that and you will say, oh, that's how it works. I get so frustrated because so many people have been raised in the public schools where there's no effort, uh, you're not really challenged to think, uh, you just slide around, uh, this is too heavy, okay, this is too difficult, do something else and so on. We need people that help us says, I'm willing to study. I will read the Bible. I will read this stuff. All right, enough said. Here's here's what I predict. If I have 100 people listen to me on this segment, I predict one person would say, I'd like to have that article. 99 would simply say, Ah, that's too much work, a hundred pages. Oh, that's too much work. Ah, can't handle it. All right. I'm not going to beat you up anymore. Back to another book of Acts, chapter 12. So Peter therefore kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. He had 16 people in there. He was chained to two of them. God had now simply said, we got the prayer, I have the legal right. I'm going to intervene. Satan, you are not going to kill my Peter. That's it. He dispatched angels. I'm sure there were more than one angel. There was simply a detachment of angels that flew in on a speed a million times faster than the speed of light. And they got into the atmosphere of Jerusalem over there, and they started kicking fallen angels left and right like bowling pins. And they just zapped them with their guns. They they didn't kill them, but they just zapped them with their guns and shoved them off. Demons scattered. They ran like rats on the ground. 
because I realize here comes power from heaven. One of the angels simply got on the street. He not transferred from the spirit world to the physical world. He got in the person, then he transitioned to the physical world, and he talked to Peter, and he smote to me, simply tapped him on the back. That's right. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. Now, when these angels show up, they, they don't show up in the dark. There's light. It's very bright. He smote Peter on the side, which meant he was not in the physical world. He could touch Peter. He raised him up. He picked him up and said, hey, man, rise up. Saying, I rise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. That angel simply framed the change. <clears throat> they just pulverized and they fell off. Here's Peter standing. <coughs> he was in deep sleep. Angel come in. The prison room is lit up like a Christmas tree. And he must have been simply, and then the angel said, hey man, Stand up, get up, move. And he said to him, gird yourself. In other words, put on your clothes, man. Bind on your sandals, put your shoes on. And so he did. And he said to him, cast your garment about you. That was his mantle. And follow me. I like that. Follow me. Can you imagine Peter sitting in there now, standing up, middle of the night, light, he sees the soldiers, they are all, they are out cold, they are just in a deep coma, chain fell off, but the angel didn't dress him, he said, you dress yourself, Peter, just get dressed, follow me. And he went out, followed him, and he did not know if it was true, which was done by the angel, but he thought he saw a vision. That shows you now, Peter, at this time, he could not even have the faith to believe that if I was in this prison, I'm shackled to two soldiers. There are 14 other guys around me. And now, here's an angel. Light, shack is falling. I'm supposed to dress. I'm walking out. Hey, I'm dreaming. He wasn't dreaming. It was real. It was reality. When they were past the first and the second ward... They came out of the iron gate that leads onto the city. These were heavy gates, 
And in those days, there were no electricity, buddy. Electricity had not been discovered. They did not have doors that opened themselves. Like you do when you go to a department store, they just slide open. Heavy doors. You have to manhandle them. That door opened by itself. Do you think open that? Angels. They simply kick that lock, move that door, and open to them of his own. I could. And they went out and passed out through on a street. And forthwith, the angel departed from him. Hmm. He's not outside the prison. He's on the street. Middle of the night. The angel now didn't say, Peter, it, it was dark. I don't know if they have, uh, if they had light from the stars and the moon. But the angel left him and said, okay, I got the other person now. Go and do what you're supposed to do. And so Peter now, he was standing there and he said, he came to himself and said, now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from the expectation of the people of the Jews. Can you imagine him now standing there reasoning instead of running fast away from the person, he's standing there saying, okay, what about this? And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together to pray. They went different homes, and they were there praying. So he comes up to this house, and he knocked at the door of the gate, and the damsel, damsel came to hearken, and the damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. And she didn't open the gate. She just heard Peter's voice. She opened up the gate for gladness, but ran in and told her Peter stood before the gate. Can you imagine how they're praying? Oh, God, please, oh, praying in tongues and all kind of things. And then Rhoda comes in and said, hold it. Peter's outside the door. They all got quiet. And they said unto her, You are crazy. What a what a response. Here these guys have been praying all night. Oh God, oh God, do this, do this and that. And then God does it. Rhoda comes in and says, Peter's outside the door. And they said to her, woman, you are crazy. We prayed, but we didn't believe. Is that you? Is that how you operate? You pray and pray and pray, and you don't believe. You simply say, oh, it won't happen. But she consistently, constantly affirmed that it was even so. 
Then I said, it is angel, he's dead. His spirit is outside. Oh man, Peter died in prison. If he prayed all night long. But here's the good news. Peter continued knocking. He was alive. He was not a ghost. And he was determined. Please open the door. What's, what's wrong with your knuckleheads? Open that door. And when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. I've been in the minister for many years. And I have some people that have a little faith. Some people have more faith and some people a lot of faith. But most of the time when God answers a prayer, people are still saying, oh, wow, God answered prayer. But what do you expect? If you pray, you mean it, you believe it, expect God to answer you. You know, we Christians are so dense, so dumb, that God's holy angels but simply scratch your head to say, you know, these people down on earth, they are like a bunch of chickens. They don't even have sense enough to get out. They can't get out, but they won't get out. And so what I really tried to get across here today in this message today is simple this. When you pray, stop believing that God will answer your prayer. And when God answers it, don't be astounded. Don't say, oh, wow. <coughs> God answered my prayer. Expect it. <coughs> Simply said, God answered my prayer. But he beckoned unto them with a hand to hold their peace. He simply said, shut up. I want to talk to you. Be quiet. He then declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, go show these things unto James. That was the half-brother of Jesus and to the brethren. And he departed and went into another place. The church, now, the other apostles, they must have realized this. We need to start praying for our safety. We need to pray, we cannot take things for granted. And when we pray for safety, God does hear our prayers. He does answer prayers. So you can just imagine now the excitement in Jerusalem the next day when thousands of believers in Christ were told God saved Peter. An angel came down, took him out. And there was nothing that Herod could do. 
Now they had faith, they had experience, and from that day on, they prayed for safety. Now, what about you and me? Do you pray for safety? I know that I do that myself. I know other people do when they get to the car and drive away. Uh, they pray for safety. I do that. I asked God, I said, I can't see in the spirit world, so I don't want to have demons running cars in front of me that I can't see. I don't want any tricks on me. So I realize that I'm in a hostile world, hostile environment, and I need to pray on a daily, daily basis so that I can preempt the devil. I don't want to pray after I got hit. I want to hit him first. Let's finish this chapter out. And when Herod had sought for him, he found him not. He examined the keepers. No, he didn't examine them. He interrogated them. He probably beat them with with whips and said, you idiots. Are you telling me that you were in a prison? It was closed. You were, two of you were shackled to Peter and you were sleeping. You didn't wake up in the morning. He was just gone, vanished. Tell me another story. And he got so mad that you simply said, execute these guys. Well, they, they must have been, you know, they didn't see the angel. They, they just saw that Peter was gone. So they died. They were killed. And then Herod went down to Judea, from Judea to Caesarea. That's a city by the sea, by the Mediterranean Sea. And Herod was highly displeased with them in Tyre and Sidon. But they came with one accord to him, having made Blastus, the king's chamberlain, their friend, desired peace, because the country was nourished by the king's country. Political, in, in not infighting, but political intrigues. And upon the set day, Herod arrayed in royal appearance. I mean, he got dressed up, that sucker sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. He made a speech. And the people gave a shout saying, it is the voice of a God and not of a man. And immediately the angel of the Lord had come back. He smote him because he gave not God the glory. He was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. Now, when a person dies, there will be worms in the body, but it takes a few days before the worms comes out. These worms came out right away. Herod died on the spot. He got a very quick flight, not a flight, but he got a trip to hell. It was checked in very quickly. So, the angel of the Lord opened a prison door. The angel of the Lord smote Herod, killed him on the spot. So what happened? Verse 24. 
But the word of God grew and multiplied. All right. We spent on about 55 minutes on this subject of this angel. And I had several different things in it. To those of you that have hung with me, some people hang with me for maybe 10 minutes is what I say. Ah, that's too long. I can't handle an hour. And you simply say, okay, now what does that mean to me? Well, you just got a message from God through me. Because I had not this. I was not going to go down this way. I was going to do it in a different way. And God said, no, you're going to stay on chapter 12, this entire program. You're going to do chapter 12 on this program. I want you to do a good job. I've done a good job. If you are born again and you don't have a lot of faith, ask God to forgive you for your unbelief. Say, God, please forgive me. I've been so dense. Help my unbelief. Open my eyes. I want to see Jesus. I want to see into the spirit world. And he will. If you really want to do justice to what I just taught you, then put in a call or write an email to us. My website, eac.org. And I'm going to send you free of charge my articles, The World That Was, that will explain the spirit world to you in a way that you have never seen it before. And that will open a door for you to understand so you can pray intelligently for your needs, for your job, for your family, for God to move with a revival in the churches and awakening among the people. It's yours for the asking, but you got to put some time into it. There's no money for you to put in. I'm putting up the money. You put in the time. And then watch God move in your life. So with that, I want to talk about money now. And I do that every time I'm making my lady. I love Shannon, his wife, children. And I'm a guest here. I don't get paid for this, and he doesn't pay me for coming. I'm doing this because I work for God. I want to give you some information. So I want you to go to his website and find his donation. He has the donation page. And I think he got four or five different ways to give money. He's very creative. So he will take your money. So go there. Give a good donation tonight or this evening, whatever you're listening and simply say, Shannon, thanks for having John Torello on. Because I'm coming, because he is putting up with it. But if he doesn't get money to pay for his cost, food and family and so on, Omega Radio is not going to last. It depends upon the people that are simply supporting him. So that's what you need to do. And after you've gone there and done a donation, then switch over to my website. 
eac.org and put in for your free copy of the world it was. If you want to talk, if, if you want to see me, you can see me every Sunday. And we have a webcast every week from our Sunday morning service. We start here in California time, actually Pacific time. 8.30, music, 9 o'clock prayer. And about 9.30, I start preaching. And uh, that that's streaming. You can see that free of charge. Right now, if you says, but what did John Terrell do last Sunday? Well, go to our website, hit the page there, which is live webcast, hit it twice, and uh, you will see what I did last Sunday. It will be up there to the following Sunday, and then we simply take it out and put on a new message. So with that, may God bless you. May God give you a hunger after him. And may God give you a desire to have everything that God has for you. God bless you. Brother John, powerful word. What shall we call this? The power of God's holy angels? The power of God's holy angels. Okay, fantastic. Did we mention uh, your Sunday service? I sure did. Okay. We gave gave those details out. Excellent. Uh, Brother John, great word. I'll have this up within about the next hour. Folks, I encourage you to get this. If you're coming in late, also share it with a friend. And uh, Brother John, we will see you next week. We love you. Love you too, and God bless you. Thank you, sir. Friends, that was Pastor John Trail. We've got three more shows to go. Uh, we're going to have a great evening for you. Let's go ahead and set up for our next one. Uh, in between each program, I save the show. And then we'll restart. So stand by for a reset. Here we go.